When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you had a great long weekend if you were able to take Monday off. We certainly want to thank everyone who allows us to have the freedoms that we hold so dear. And we know that that comes with a cost to many families across the country. So we hope as well that you were able to spend some time honoring the sacrifices of so many that have come before us as part of your Memorial Day celebration and festivity. But we are excited to be here with you uh, after several days uh, being away and We have not spent, let's start off here. By the way, we're going to be joined by Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina, who has announced that he is running for president. He will join us at 1 o'clock Eastern. That is the top of the next hour, almost exactly one hour from now. So you can put that on your horizon as we continue to talk with everyone who is running for president that will come on the show, uh, both Democrat and Republican. We've talked to RFK Jr. Obviously, Joe Biden is terrified to come on this program because if he spent very much time talking with us at all, it would demonstrate his clear dementia and the fact that he is unable to do this job. Uh, But we will talk to Tim Scott at one. We've got a lot of different stories to dive into. Joe Manchin uh, is down 22 points to Jim Justice in West Virginia. What does that mean both for the Senate looking ahead to next year, but also for potential a presidential, uh, potentially a presidential run? Donald Trump has changed his position on Disney. Uh, we will discuss Sam Ponder at ESPN is a bigot, according to USA Today, for believing that men should not be able to compete against women. 
Lululemon, which I feel like I mispronounce all the time, but they have fired two employees for calling the cops. But we begin with a story that, frankly, we have not spent that much time on. Just real quick, calling the cops for stealing, for people stole, and they called the cops, and then they got fired for calling the cops on the thieves. Anyway. Yes, Uh, which is, uh, you know, emblematic of the world in which we live right now. So all that to be discussed as we move uh, throughout the course of uh, today's program. Uh, But we haven't spent very much time talking about the debt ceiling uh, because we told you that eventually this was going to get resolved. And it appears that it has gotten resolved uh, over the weekend, an agreement between Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Biden, their negotiation teams. Uh, Here is cut one, Kevin McCarthy explaining what exactly is going to happen. There is so much in this that's positive and measure it to all the other debt ceilings. When Republicans had the presidency, the Senate and the House, did they ever cut spending? No, they increased it. We were able to do this when the president said he wasn't even going to talk to us. This is really a step in the right direction. It puts us a trajectory that's different. We put a statutory cap on only spending 1% for the next six years. So we let government grow, but at a slower rate. Okay, so Buck... It appears this is going to pass. There are going to be uh, upset members uh, on the right who are refusing to vote for this. I think there are around 20 Republicans so far who it appears are going to be opposed to this. Uh, It appears there also will be some members of the Democrat Party on the left that are opposed to this agreement as well. What I would say is fairly significant in general is yes it slows the rate of growth but it effectively takes us to 35 trillion dollars in debt and at some point i think we just have to recognize that our national debt is never going to get paid off and i i I mean am i crazy buck when you look at this like it seems like we've just decided that the national debt doesn't matter, both Republicans and Democrats. I think you frame it this way. This is probably the best deal you could get under the circumstances with a Senate majority in the hands of Democrats and a White House with a Democrat president. But that's it's really tough to feel like, oh, great. You know, this is uh, this is a moment in time where you'd have to say to yourself, we are now faced with uh, both parties effectively spending endlessly, running the debt up to a place where service on the debt is going to increasingly crowd out spending. Really, a part of this, and it's not politically, um, it's not politically advantageous to talk about this, uh, is that there's an intergenerational theft that's going on, uh, which is that the benefits that have been promised for the older generation um are way beyond what is paid into them which people don't again people don't want to hear this is just numbers it's true and then the debt burden passes on to the younger generation now which is why you see a lot of people complaining you know in their 20s their 30s into their 40s i can't afford a house anywhere i can't you know i can't get out of uh, student loan debt um there are structural things in the economy that we accept because of politics that we shouldn't accept as a matter of what is uh, fair and what is ethical, I think. Uh, and that's why you have both parties spending too much money. Bottom line, spend too much money. I mean, what, what did we run the debt uh, up $6 trillion under Trump? 
right? I mean, Trump, great economy, no question about it. Economy was phenomenal until the fourth year of COVID, of course. But then we spent $6 trillion. That's a big problem. And it was a big problem also politically because then Biden comes in like a true maniac and spends an additional $2 trillion when we should be absolutely going in the other direction and not doing it. And then he wanted to spend $5 trillion more on top of that. What you realize is we are in a competition for which political party can be a bigger version of Santa Claus, the free stuff for everybody, or the stuff that you get more than you pay into it. And this just puts us on a trajectory for eventual real financial hardship as a country and, and even possibly uh, ruination. I mean, you look at the history of fiat currency, you look at what inflation has done historically in different countries, and it has caused economic collapse. But, you know, I, I say this, and everyone, I think, on the right, well, not everybody, but a lot of people shake their heads, and they'll say, yeah, that's right, we need to do something about the debt. And I say, all right, so we need to do some means testing for Social Security, we need to raise the retirement age. How dare you, sir? How dare you? It's okay. Fine. This, this is where we are. Everyone wants to pretend they want to deal with this, and it's a huge problem. And then you talk about the only ways you could realistically do... Clay, we even this notion of of automatic spending. Think about this. This just means the politicians all get to wash their hands of it. Oh, sorry, that's the automatic spending. Yeah. That's where 70% of the spending comes from. It's the automatic spending. We are cutting, what is it, three, uh, the 3% increase or something? I mean, the numbers, it, the numbers don't even really matter because the numbers are so insignificant. We are slightly limiting the increase in the spending the federal government's going to do, which is already way beyond our means. And we think that's a, we think that's a victory. You know, this is taking an alcoholic and saying you can't have 13 shots of tequila. You can only have 12. The reality is when you refuse to look at Social Security or Medicare, and that seems to be the general consensus of both political parties, then there is no way to balance the federal budget. And scarily, Buck, what is becoming the case is the debt on the national debt. In other words, the interest that we have to pay on our national debt, particularly as we're now talking about five and five and a quarter percent interest rates, that's going to start crowding out a lot of the discretionary spending as well. You basically can't balance the budget by analyzing discretionary spending. And so people don't want to talk about it because I think it makes everybody so uncomfortable. But I, I do think it's worth mentioning the Tea Party started because we hit $10 trillion in national debt. That was in 2010. Since 2010, we have added over $20 trillion in national debt. That's the last 13 years. So we are adding over a trillion dollars a year to our national debt. At this point, it just feels like everyone is pretending that this doesn't exist and that it's not going to be a major hindrance on future economic growth. But it feels to me like both parties are engaging in magical realism here in pretending that the biggest issue isn't a big issue. Look, you've got you got Trump running ads saying Ron DeSantis wants to cut your your Medicare. And you have Ron DeSantis saying, I'm just look at the Republican primary. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to touch your Medicare because they both know whoever says they're going to touch Medicare is going to lose. Meanwhile, yeah. people sit around saying we're spending too much money. We're spending too much money. Something like, uh, and again, we, we could have, um, I mean, so there's some great minds on this issue of, um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh gosh. Well, even like my friend Ben Dominich is very strong on the healthcare issue. 
Um, there are, there are a few other people I can think of, but one of them is escaping my, um, uh, my mind right now, but they can break down all the numbers is the point. Something like a huge percentage, a huge majority of spending that is even being done for Medicare happens in the last six months of a person's life. So there, and there's very little, uh, you know, oversight quality of the, life and, and that is actually being gained there, right? How, and how, how the, the billing is actually being, uh, being done. And, uh, Ovik Roy, by the way, that was the name I was trying to remember. Yeah, Ovik he's fantastic. Roy. He's fantastic on the healthcare uh, side of things because he's, he's a realist, but people don't want to hear it because, uh, we've, we've gotten into a competition for, um, who can do a better job of distributing the spoil system. And that's where we are. There was a moment when the Republican Party seemed to be really at least willing to talk about being opposed to this. And as you point out, Clay, that was $20 trillion ago. Yeah. And you have to wonder as well, if spending doesn't matter, why does inflation, you know, just stink so much? Well, because spending does matter. If debt doesn't matter, why not just spend endless amounts of money? This is very straightforward stuff, but we have we have a political system now where anybody who talks about being financially responsible will lose. That's it. And so we can sit around and I mean, people, cause I'll get emails and I'm sure you get them too. You guys need to talk about the debt ceiling. No, they're going to raise the debt ceiling. Republicans are going to do a bare minimum. They're going to take one nibble on the edge of the giant cookie that is our federal uh, debt. And they're going to pat themselves in the back. Meanwhile, Democrats are going to continue to use it as a spoil system. It doesn't change. And people could say, well, this doesn't sound particularly uh, useful. I, I think the first step is understanding where we are as a country. We're just going to keep spending until the financial disaster hits. That's that's the plan right now. Republican, Democrat, no one wants to stop it. You try to stop it, you lose, and then you're not in power. And so then, what's the difference? I, do you have? How do we change this? I I mean, I think we should have, unfortunately, gone back in time. I I wish we had had most states, Buck, have balanced budget requirements. In other words, you can't run trillion-dollar deficits if you're the governor of California or if you're the governor of Florida or New York or one of these places. And as soon as we gave politicians the ability to go into debt, and to be fair, sometimes going into debt makes sense. To beat the Nazis in World War II, I keep hammering this home because I think it staggers people. We spent more money on an inflation-adjusted basis on COVID than we did to win World War II. That's because if if we hadn't done it, we wouldn't be worried about inflation because we'd all be spending Deutschmarks, right? I mean, you know, we could all understand at some level or whatever. You know, I think it was Deutschmarks back in the day too. This is there. There are some times, obviously, where you have to go into debt to save your nation. We yes. didn't have to do that for COVID. We spent six trillion dollars during COVID. People wonder why didn't inflation hit more? Why didn't inflation hit more in the twenty twenty two elections? Which you know, everybody on the right basically. Uh, got wrong um and it's i think in part because a lot of people looked at it and they said well biden spent two trillion dollars the guy before spent six trillion in one year i think also and this is even more debilitating there buck i think a lot of people have just lost faith in government in general and yeah. so the consequences of actions aren't as big a part of elections as they should be which is one of the reasons why i'm yeah concerned that biden's going to win again in 24 and i'm sorry I, I feel a little bit like did you ever see the, the movie best in show uh, oh Christopher yeah guest yeah, movie. yeah remember remember when he goes to visit uh i, I he goes to visit like the boyfriend of his uh, ex-boyfriend or whatever of his wife and, and it turns out that guy is a hostage negotiator and he sits there and he's like so like what's the secret of being a hostage negotiator and the guy goes 
Well, they all jump. So <laughs> I don't. I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to be that guy right now. But I'm just saying, you know, it's a. It's a. You know, it's a rough situation. It's oh, he's a crisis negotiator, not a hostage negotiator. But he says they all jump, and I'm like, we're not all jumping necessarily. We can actually fix something here. But everyone has to be very honest about the fact that I mean, Republicans taking a victory lap on this. It's kind of sad. I know it's the best possible, but. You know, is your is your offense celebrating Clay when they make a goal line stand? I don't think so. Well, and here, yeah, it's a good sports analogy from you to start the week here. Here's the way to think about it. I don't feel like we're ever going to stop the national debt from increasing. So the question becomes, and I hate to say that, but there's been no suggestion that I've seen in any sort of political leadership that's going to change. At what point does this long-ticking national debt time bomb explode on all of us and what does it look like because there are economic consequences to uh making poor choices as all of you out there know but unlike the uh the rest of the united states you can't just declare bankruptcy as a country and wipe out all your debt i had a feeling by the way it's reich reich marks not deutsch marks back in the not but you know same idea yes we, we have said so uh, um <laughs> we got a really good start to the week there. We're, we're all our economy is eventually going to blow up. It's just a question of when, and we maybe have forestalled that for a small period of time. Happy week, uh, Verizon, AT and T, T Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying. Pure Talk can save your family over nine hundred dollars a year, and right now you can get unlimited talk, text, ultra fast five G data for just twenty bucks a month. What about the coverage? It's phenomenal. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the country. So grab your phones, dial pound 250, and say the keyword Clay and Buck to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching easy. Choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Pick up your phone and dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Dial pound 250. Again, say Clay and Buck. Save an additional 50% off your first month. Thanks to Pure Talk. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the problem. We didn't realize until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The House Democrats who have reservations about this uh, compromise bill. Talk to me. Mr. President, what would you tell them? I'm not going to tell you. Why not? Look, you guys all get on and say, tell them what a good deal is. How about about this was a 100% deal for the Democrats? Do you think it helped me get a pass? Who's got the better deal? Do you think it helped me get a pass? Come on. So that's Biden. Getting asked some questions, you know, Biden telling some reporters to get off his lawn as he's getting into the helicopter there. But notice that it's he's making it sound like Clay that somehow this is a hard sell for some of the Democrats in the House that they get uh, truly by the numbers, you know, almost everything that they, they possibly would want realistically. And that's not enough. That's not enough. I mean, you, you have Democrats who are complaining about this as though this is somehow a stingy a a cheap bill for them yeah you know i also think this the stock market reaction today buck is just indicative of how the stock market never believed there was ever any danger of there being a default because if there had been the market would have soared today instead as we're sitting the dow's down a little bit the s&p 500 is effectively unchanged this for all intents of purposes has been a negligible market uh, story from the get-go because people assumed this is going to get resolved now it has and basically nothing has changed uh, unfortunately in the grand scheme of things come back into some of your calls here in a second 800 282 
Fellow gun owners, you agree with me. It is our responsibility to keep our firearms training sharp and up to date, but there's a way to do that now without expensive ammo. It's called the Mantis X, a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. It connects to your smartphone and the Mantis X app. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique through drills and courses. It's a game-changer, and you'll notice how quickly you improve right off the bat. Look, I love my Mantis X here at home. I'd say it's a must-have for every gun owner. Once you get it set up and you see how much real-time feedback you get with data about your trigger pull, about your sight alignment, about how well you're going through the basic mechanics of firing your weapon, you're going to realize this just makes you a better shooter all around. Start improving your shooting experience today. Go to MantisX.com. You'll see next time you're at the range after using your Mantis X how much it helps. Go to M-A-N-T-I-S-X, MantisX.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Buck, um, one story that is out there that is not going away, Bud Light. It was Memorial Day weekend. I know a lot of you out there had Memorial Day cookouts. Uh, We certainly did here in the Travis household. Probably consumed some alcoholic beverages, beer prominent among those over the weekend. I keep getting inundated with pictures from you guys of sporting events, concerts, people refusing to buy Bud Light, and also grocery stores. And, Buck, over the weekend, it got to the point where in many parts of the country, and I know a lot of you probably saw this if you went into your grocery stores to buy things over the weekend, they were giving away Bud Light. I I, I mean, we know that there are expiration dates on some of these cans. You could basically get Bud Light, a lot of places were doing $15 rebates. They were doing whatever they could to get rid of their product. And you and I were just talking about this off air. Not only is this an amazingly successful boycott, the likes of which, frankly, we've never seen. But Leave aside the politics. But can you remember a boycott of a product that was so significant that 30% of its overall product, this is the new numbers, the sales are down 30%. You know, when you think about how boycotts generally work, they're they're supposed to show a a portion of the consumer base no longer will buy a product for the following reason. Yeah, and never before I think, and this goes to your what you're bringing up, has a a brand managed to offend effectively its core demographic and a vast majority of its demographic. So it's, it's yeah. like the, the, the most, the uh, most consistent Bud Light drinkers and most of the Bud Light drinkers overall are people who do not like the transgender influencer ad that they did. So, you know, it, it's, um, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to see how they can turn this around. We were just talking about it before. What's the way, what's the way that you change this, uh, this brand, you know, I mean, you think of brand redos that have happened in the past. Um, what, what was the pizzeria? Was it uh, Papa John's? No, no, was it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know which one it was. 
There was a there was a pizza. Was it Domino's? Domino's there, supposedly had the worst pizza. Are you talking about you, just rebranded? Basically, so, right? There was there was a whole campaign. I remember the campaign. I'm trying to remember which pizzeria it was. Where they they ran ad. They're like, look, we got lazy and our pizza sucks. That was Domino's. I'm it almost was Domino's. 100% okay. certain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But that that was an interesting. They're like, look, we understand. We started yeah. selling you crap product. So we've gotten better ingredients. We've got a new formulation. We're now giving you pizza worthy of the name. Give it a shot. I think that works, if I recall. It was certainly an interesting approach to take, but they were willing to say what we were doing before was not up to our standards. We were selling you trash and calling it pizza. They didn't call it, they didn't put it that way, but that's basically what they were saying. Yeah, it, it, uh, Dixie Chicks out there is a good example, like historically, I think, of someone who turned off their core demo and never really recovered. But if I were running Bud Light at this point, I would be looking at the numbers and I would be concerned about this, Buck. A boycott is one thing because over time, people can forget about a boycott. What has happened now with Bud Light is basically if you drink a Bud Light, you are a pussy willow, right? You got to be careful. Yeah. Like, you are being insulted. Oh, you're the kind of guy who drinks a Bud Light. Now, you don't even want to be seen holding one, Buck. Yes. I mean, well, it's turned into a national a national joke. Um, I, I just checked because uh, I was curious because I had some memory of uh, the Domino's. The first thing that comes up when you Google this online is the store behind Domino's. We're sorry for sucking campaign. Yeah, uh, but then all the articles assessing it are miracle turnaround, revitalized its failing brand. You know, it worked. But this is why I'm bringing it up. Honesty with your consumer can be a magnificent thing. Can have a real cleansing effect. Can really, you know, can sort of cast out some of the cobwebs. Yeah. Can make things better. Bud Light has not had that with its audience. I think the best thing they could do would be to say, guys, we're never going to do any anything woke or political like that again. We're sorry we did it. And, you know, we all agree and, you know, make a joke of it, lean into it a little bit and make it OK again. If they could get Bud Light drinkers to laugh with the brand instead of at the brand, that would I think that's the only way you could turn this thing around. I talked about you were there when I did the experiment about the fact that guys don't even want to be seen as having a Bud Light. I'll give you another story. I was at a Memorial Day uh, cookout. Only beer that wasn't there was Bud Light. One of my neighbors was telling a story about another neighbor. We have the recycling bins. Don't get me started, Buck. You and I are on the same opinion on recycling. I, Total I waste. Total waste wife, of time, everybody. I've been saying it for 20 years. On me. My wife is on me all the time about the fact that I won't distinguish between what I put in the recycle, whatever. So uh, another neighbor was telling a story. He sometimes will put some of his stuff in the recycling bin. And right after the Bud Light story, one of my neighbors was not really committed to light beer. And I think this is a big part of this, right? Most people out there are not hardcore Bud Light, Coors Light, or uh, Miller Light. In other words, if Guinness had offended people. Let's pretend Guinness was really popular. The difference between a Guinness and a Bud Light is pretty substantial. Everybody can tell the difference. It even looks different in a glass. This right? is where like Clay offends the beer drinkers in our audience all the time. <laughs> yeah. is no one can tell the difference. But the difference between a Bud Light, Miller Light, and a Coors Light is not so substantial that your day or your evening is ruined 
if you have a Miller Lite instead of a Bud Light. And one of my neighbors was so upset about the Bud Light thing that he took all of his Bud Lights, poured them out, and just put it in the recycle bin. He said like there was like 15 or 16 of them. And the other neighbor uh, went up to him and said, hey, you got a Bud Light? And immediately this neighbor just went off about how furious he was about the Bud Light situation. Not only Buck, and this is what a lot of people miss, it wasn't just the Dylan Mulvaney. It was the double barrel of the Dylan Mulvaney coupled with the new head of marketing who was insulting the people who drank Bud Light already. They have out-of-touch humor. They're too fratty. Well, so you insulted the base of your audience, and this is significant because I think it ties in with Target. Men won't stand for this transgender BS. Men just say, screw it. We actually feel bad for women who are pretending to be men. We're like, yeah, you're not going to be as big and strong and fast as an average man. You're kind of, if you're a woman pretending to be a man, let's be honest, you're probably a puny man, and we just kind of feel sorry for you. Whereas women are having men take over their advertising. They're taking over what it means to be a woman. Hell, they're being named women of the year. Buck, there's no man of the year that used to be a chick. And so men just stop buying it. And the only way, to your point, that I think that Bud Light can come back is to actually say, we apologize, we screwed up, and just own it and directly address it, which they haven't been willing to do so far because I think they're afraid of being called anti-LGBTQIA, whatever the heck it is. Yeah, I also think that... Uh, for a lot of conservatives, there's a gut check moment to your point about the differences in the beer. And while I like to make fun of you antagonizing the true beer connoisseurs, the, uh, the, you know, beer aficionados being if able to tell If you're a different- true beer connoisseur, <laughs> you're not drinking Bud Light in the first place. Fair, let's fair, be honest. Fair, fair point, I guess. But, um, there's, there's drinking a, a beer brand that you're used to. And then there's where do you go to buy most of the stuff for your household in a given week? I think for a lot of the people listening, maybe it's Walmart, but maybe it's Target, right? Women, it's, I mean, it's my, Target. It's Target. My wife loves Target. Not going to lie. She loves Target. She goes to Target all the time, likes to get stuff at Target. And I told her recently, I said, honey, we, we, we got to stop doing Well, now you got, now you're talking about driving she another. She, she she's, she's laid off the Target recently. She's laid off the Target. Of course, now I'm just buying more things online, but see, this is the problem. You need to have the infrastructure of choice in place because if you're going to stop buying from Target, but then all of a sudden you're just getting it from Amazon, have you really made a change in terms of what you're supporting, the politics you're supporting? It can become complicated. So so a beer brand, I'm just saying, this is, for me, this is like the table stakes of the right is willing to do something. Are we willing to do more about Target? Are we willing? Disney Plus, to be fair, I think a lot of people, I was, uh, well, now, now granted, I was, I was, uh, you know, mooching off of somebody else in my family's Disney Plus, but we made a decision to cancel Disney Plus when they fired Gina Carano. Um, but I wonder if people are going to stop shopping at Target for a while to really get the message across. It's a lot tougher to stop shopping at Target than to switch from Bud Light to Miller. All, I think that's 100% right. Also, a lot of women, Target is the upper income version of Walmart. So brand-wise... They actually think of themselves, oh, I'm not, and again, I'm not an expert here, but what I see is a lot of women see themselves as, oh, I'm not a Walmart shopper, I'm a Target shopper, right? Like, 
it's a little bit, in their mind, higher class. So you're also asking them, Buck, to go into a Walmart. And to be fair, my experience, and I'm the worst person to analyze shopping, but my limited experience in these big stores is Walmart is huge and overwhelming. There's so many super stores, whereas Target isn't as massive of a store. It's easier to go in and out of. But I do wonder how many of the women listening to us right now are willing to make that choice, willing to make that change. My wife has said before, that's why I asked about Carrie, she's gotten frustrated not about the politics, but you know she'll get in the car and be like, I'm never shopping at Target again. They did X, Y, or Z, something that she was upset about. And then three weeks later, she's back at Target, right? And you don't ever want to be the husband who's like, yeah, I'm sure that's going to last. You have to presume that it is. It doesn't last. Will this? We'll see. Small business owners are benefiting from an IRS tax refund program. It's called the Employee Retention Credit. That's the ERC. Company that really knows the nuances of this program and how to get your company a possible refund, Innovation Refunds. In fact, Innovation Refunds has already completed over 17,000 returns for many different kinds of businesses. I'm talking about construction, retail, restaurants, bars, hotels, so many more. There are a lot out there saying they specialize in ERC tax refunds. Not every company is the same. Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star Trustpilot and Google reviews, and they're certified with the Better Business Bureau. Trust your business with the experts at Innovation Refunds. Go to GetRefunds.com right now to start the process, and in about 10 minutes, you could be on your way to receiving money for your business. No upfront charges. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Innovation Refunds has already helped clients claim over $5 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC, and they may be able to help your business too. Go to GetRefunds.com or download the app from the App Store today, GetRefunds.com. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Yes. 
when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes, Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're going to be talking to presidential candidate and senator from South Carolina, Senator Tim Scott, in just a few minutes about his campaign and why he's running, um, why he's the the guy who should be the next president of the United States. Uh, So we're pleased that we'll be joined by Senator Scott here in just a few moments. Um, Clay, there are a couple of stories I, I wanted to get to in the, in the next hour, but this just this just popped up uh, on the radar. Um, you know, we often we often make fun of the stupidity of the view, but also sometimes I think the view crosses over as a show. And a, there are there are a couple million people who watch it every day. It has an influence on the perspective of particularly, I think, a lot of uh, low information Democrat voters. So if you're getting your politics from the view, I think you tend to be a low information Democrat voter. Um, but this was this was a moment that that stuck out to me here. Their resident uh, legal expert, Sonny Hostin. I just want you to hear the way she speaks about married white women for a moment. Play 24. I have a similar theory, and and it's borne out when you look at the studies and when you when you read books like a book that came out a long time ago about she owned owned property as well, meaning white women own slaves as well. I, I think that women, white women in particular, want to protect this patriarchy here because it's to their benefit. Yeah. They want to make sure that their husbands do well. They want to make sure that their sons do well. They want to make sure that their children do well, and they want to make sure that they do well. Most of the women in some of these studies are married white women and they do fall in line with what their husbands are doing married white women fall in line well interesting she pointed out that there are white women who own slaves there are also black men who own slaves in the south yes which is a not often of them yes not often discussed part of history it's interesting how many people actually knew that listening to this it's a fact libs will look at you like they'll but they'll know wait a second is oh that's a fact of history so I think it's interesting. She goes, well, there were white women who owned slaves. What does that have to do with what's going on today? There were black men who owned slaves in the South. But you wouldn't bring that up in the context of what's happening today 
um, in, in, you know, politics and, and race relations in the country. People would think that was a, a bizarre, uh, a bizarre point to make. And yet here we are. She's basically, there's, there's like a, it's just a resentful and strange little monologue she went on there. What was that all about? White women are, pro- are propagating the patriarchy. A lot of white women are huge libs who are trying to tear down the patriarchy, whatever that means. The biggest proponent of the woke cottage industry is actually white women. I mean, it is a huge portion. We'll talk a little bit later in the show, Buck, about all these crazy white women mm. trying to defend dudes participating in women's athletics. And and they're like the primary defenders of this absurdity. I actually think white women are by far, as a group, uh, the most left wing. When you actually break down, uh, who, it's not white but it's men. Not married white women. Well, there's married, a truth to that to a certain extent. Married women. Now, of course, there are a lot of married white women who are quite liberal, but overall, the the data shows that married women tend to be more traditional in their view and often more conservative. Um, and I, I think it's it's just interesting to note the way that she can speak about a group of people in that way, and that's supposed to be fine. Imagine if you took any other race and said married fill in the blank women they just do what their husbands tell them and they're propagating oppression in this country or they're doing whatever it may be the the ease with which democrat mouthpieces now across the political spectrum will speak of um collective guilt of white people in general but also more specifically here white married women it's unsettling. Like, th- this is the country we live in now where you're, oh, those white married women are a problem. No, no, we don't do that here. We don't do that thing in this country. We say people of a certain race are a problem. I'm sorry. Well, they do that a lot on The View. And actually, it's a perfect segue to Tim Scott, who's going to join us next, because you'll remember both Sonny Hostin and Joy Behar denigrated the announcement of Tim Scott for president because of his race. In fact, Joy Behar, Buck, remember, even said that she understood what it was like to be a black man more than Tim Scott. We played that audio for you. It was next level dumb, even for Joy Behar. We'll ask Tim Scott about those comments next on Clay and Buck. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash slash iHeart.